know, it's new for you, it's new for me, you know, don't, don't sit and think about it, just do it, do what's in you, just do what's in you, if it's in you, it'll come out of you, if it's, if it's, if it's, if it's been invested in you by heaven, it'll come out of you, and that's, and that's the way it works, but I'll just be honest, I'm so glad my, my brother Don Ballard's here, and uh, uh, Mark Sunberg, my mom and daddy, if I had to Marty, by five of y'all, five of y'all was here, I'm good, I'm, I'm good, I, I miss, miss Betty Faye, I, I, I do good, but, uh, you know, the Lord has really showed me some wonderful things. I, I, I worked at home last year, and I, and, I, and, I, and I told the Lord, I'm not just going to sit around and watch soap operas. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do my job that I'm supposed to, to do for UAB. And I did. I, it, was, it, was a, it was a commitment. To, to, to. And I'm so thankful. I'm over three departments at UAB, and I got three guys that run those departments. Like, they're just awesome. I mean, they're just, they're just some of the most intelligent, smartest folks I've ever met in my life. Lord has... Bless me for all those days at the pipe shop when I was kind of <laughs> hanging out there by myself, you know what I mean, trying to get somebody to help me that was supposed to help me. But uh, So I, when, I, when I wasn't uh, doing Zoom meetings and, and, and uh, 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 doing my, my, my regular role at work, I was studying the Word of God. I was listening to preachers, and I was building myself up on the inside. So all this is fixing to come out in about 42 minutes, hopefully less. What time is it? Well, yeah, about, about 30, 40 minutes it should come out. And, you know, looking back over the last year, the things the Lord taught me, the most important thing you can do in your life. Are you, hey, here's old Richard Presswood. I'm, I am so thankful, brother. Happy birthday. Last Saturday, I, I texted you three times on my new phone. Never Did you ever see it? Okay, we got to hook up. We got to hook up. So happy birthday, brother. So uh, the most important thing you can do in this life, you all want to know what it is? You can speak the word of God. There is nothing more important. There's nothing more, a better investment of your time. There's, there's, in other words, if you're trying to change something in your life, there's, there's, there's nothing more you can do better than find out God's mind on it. Find out what he said about it and then repeat it after him. There's, it's, it's the most important thing you could ever do. So, you know, I, I kind of like movies. I hadn't seen a lot of movies. Me and, me, and, me and Daniel hung out Friday, went and saw the latest Black Widow movie. It's a good movie, guys. I mean, they, they, no bad stuff in it. It's a very good movie. I could imagine. Could you imagine a movie? It was kind of in The Passion of the Christ. Jesus on his 40th day of, of, of fasting. On the outside, his physical body is a shell. He's kind of hollow-eyed. He's kind of pale. He may have a little tremble in his hand. But on his insides... He's a dynamo of electricity. I mean, he is, he is about to bust with the fire of the power of God. It's going to change this world that's still being changed today. And Satan was so stupid, he thought it could come to him at his weakest, which really was his strongest. And he tried to tempt him because he knew he was hungry. And if I could see Jesus, man, would that might make a great movie? Could you imagine the, the scene, you know, the opens up and you hear the crickets and you see the sand and again Mel Gibson kind of did it but I don't think he did it like like it was I, I I think you you see a man that didn't look like much on the outside but my God on the inside of him heaven was blazing he was on fire he tried to tempt him with some turning some rocks into 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 stone and a stone in a stone in the bread that's what it was turn stone into bread and Jesus come right back at him and I think it's the example that we all must follow unto this day and he said it is written and he quoted Matthew 4 4 and he said something very important he said man shall not live by bread alone 
but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And I think when he said that, if you could have seen that devil, it was like a sto- like a sword. Every word was like a sword sticking straight through him. It was just it was just poking. It was just cutting him up. It it wounded him so bad he left him. He left him for a long time. Left him for a season. See, the concept of speaking God's word was born in battle. That's what the Lord told me this morning. I, I was changing my notes this morning. I was born in battle. And how else would you ever win a battle without fighting it the way God shows you to fight it? And that's with His word. See. Jesus quoted Deuteronomy 8.3. That was his Bible of the day. You know, Matthew was not written yet. Matthew wasn't even on the team yet, I don't think. He was, he was getting there. So Jesus quoted the word he knew. In Deuteronomy 8.3, talking about the manna that God was feeding the Israelite children with, uh, that, that not only is this manna, but you're going to live and, 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 and breathe and have your being move and have your being with every word that comes out of my mouth, that, that proceeds, that 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 comes from my mouth to you, that's what you will live off of. Now, that's, that's pretty strong right there. You know, the Bible says that let God be true and let every man be a liar. And I love my brother talking last week. God's not a man. <laughs> He's not a man. God's not a man. You have access to everything somebody knows that ain't a man. He's God. He cannot lie. He cannot lie. See, the highest form of reality and lethality, that's a word there, being, being lethal. The highest form of reality and lethality, that's what the Lord told me this morning, is the truth found in God's word. He said, just say it better, found in God's mouth. This is the strongest, most powerful. There, there's, there's more energy and more power in that right there than there is in the whole universe. Wow. So, you know, I was, I was listening to the Lord, just kind of going over things. It's like, what do you want me to say? And he brought me to a, 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 a story I heard. I heard uh, Jesse Duplantis tell it one time. And I don't know if you know, y'all know Jesse Duplantis. He's, he's awesome from Louisiana. He was talking to the Lord one time, and, and the Lord said, Jesse, he said, I don't know if you realize it or not, I have the power to take your life, and anybody's life for that matter, but not the authority. Hmm. Think about that. I have the power, but I don't have the authority. I don't have the authority. And he went on to tell Jesse that so many people end up in heaven way before their appointed time. God had nothing to do with it. He said it was their own words that cut their life short. Wow. It was their own words. It wasn't God calling them home. It was their own words. Again, it wasn't God. He doesn't have the authority. He's, because he could never break his word. I'm going to go on to tell in a minute that, that he honors his word above his name. He honors what he said more so than who he is. So when he says something, wow, it's very important. You know, just some, just some examples in my own life. I mean, me and my wife, we, uh, uh, we, we, we do pretty good. We eat, we eat okay, you know. Uh, every now and then we break out some hot doggies and stuff like that. But, uh, and, we, and, we, and we walk a lot, you know. We walk about every day if we can. And well, Don's messing with me, but the Lord, Lord showed me something with this. You know, he said, what's wrong with you? I said, well, I've, I've, been, I've been walking, you know, walking and trying to keep up with this lovely young lady of mine. She, I think she could go forever, you know, and I'm, 
I'm just trying to keep up. Well, I got to saying, honey, I don't, I don't know if I can go today. My, 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 my feet are hurting. My, my feet hurt, you know. And I wasn't lying, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, on my inside, I was like, I'm going to keep up with my wife, you know. I don't want to be this old man that can even walk with his wife, you know. That's bad there, you know. I'm 57. I ain't, I ain't 97, you know. It's like, can I just walk with my wife, you know. Somebody else might want to walk with her, you know. And, and Lord, I said, I spoke to, Lord spoke to me. He said, Matt, Matt, hold it, hold it. You keep saying your feet hurt. I'm like. I'm not. I'm not trying to be negative. I know I am, but he said, "No, no, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna show you something. It's Lord, because I, I, I get still and get quiet. And if something happening in my life, I, 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 I talk to him, and, and he talks back. He, 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 he puts these thoughts into me, and I know it's him. I know. He said. He said, "Let's let's think about this, Matt." He goes, "Your right ankle is hurting you a little bit, isn't it?" I got to feeling it. And went, yeah, it is. He said, why are you saying feet? <laughs> he said, you're going to keep talking like that, and guess what's going to happen? He said, your feet are going to hurt, and right now your feet ain't hurting. And I said, Jesus, you're right. Yeah, I'm right. And this way he says, boy, quit shooting yourself in the foot. That's exactly the words he told me. He says, what do you want your feet to do? I said, work right. And he said, no, 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 what do you want? Be pain-free. He said, tell them. Look down at your big old feet and tell them, Pain leave. And guess what happened, Don? It is. It's, it's gone. I'll tell you another story. Now, this goes back, Don. I think me and you were in the jail. And, and again, this, and, and, I've, and, I've, and, I've, and I've used this at work, Richard. People want to want to badger me because I don't chase doctors every time I sneeze twice. Because I have a healing covenant with an almighty God whose words cannot lie. Okay. Now, now with that said, do I believe in doctors? Yes. Did I not ask you? Do you want to go into medicine, Daniel? And you'd, you'd make a great doctor with your with your with your with your loving spirit. I believe doctors are here. So the other day, my buddy was gouging me about going to the doctors. It's been a while now. Now I do the uh, health checkup at Vanessa's school. The first time they did it, it was at her school, and they're checking my blood. I started taking my pants off, Don. And Vanessa starts screaming, "No, no, put your pants on. We don't need you to take your pants off." Well, I just had to kind of break the mood a little bit. Everybody in there is too stiff, you know. Put your pants back on. We don't want to see nothing. I said, well, I thought he was going to give me a checkup. No, not that kind of checkup. Hold your arm out here. We're going to check your blood pressure. We're not checking that. I said, oh. So I pulled my pants. I had my underwear on. Come on. It was just one of the funny things, you know, I did. So I get my levels checked, okay, and they're fine. They're blessed. But my buddy at work just hammering me about, you need to, you need to. Well, I said, you know, look, I'm not haughty about it, but I have a healing covenant with God Almighty. He goes, you have a who with a what? <laughs> I have a healing covenant with, with God Almighty, you know. And on my insides, I know if I need something, he'll tell me. Then I tell the story here, and Don, if they don't run out quick, they'll run out in a minute. I said, back, I don't know, six, eight, ten years ago, I had this thing come up on my chest. I had this thing come up on my chest. It looked like a piece, like a little piece of, I'm speaking tongues here. I like a little piece of cauliflower come up on my chest right here. And, man, I saw it. And the first thing, if you don't let your mind, if you don't stop your mind, you'll be wanting to know what, what funeral home you 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 <laughs> what songs they gonna sing in what funeral home? Not like that's your mind, you know. But I said no. I have a healing covenant with God, you know. I have a healing covenant with God Almighty. Jesus bled to death and got beat almost to death, so I don't have to be sick. But nevertheless, there's cauliflower growing on my chest right now, <laughs> and it's oozing weird mess. So much so that when I take a shower, I don't know if I even told you this, Mama. So much so when I take a shower. I have to hold one thumb over this, 
and, and drop with the other hand. You remember that? And then it's getting embarrassing. It's getting embarrassing. Like, Vanessa, come dry me off. I know this is bad. You know, she's like, I don't want to dry you off. And she didn't say that, but I could tell she really would rather be somewhere else than, than drying me off, you know. Because if I didn't, blood would just run and mess would run. So I said, okay, all right. So I laid down in my bed at night like I do when anything comes at us or our family or what. And I said, Jesus, I said, man, I love you so much. And you know we've been together a long time. I said, what, what do I need to, 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 to do about this? He goes, well, look, this way. Tell me, he talks to my insides. He talks to me. He said, look, I will support you. I will support you no matter what you do. He said, but let me tell you something. He said, when they put me in that hole, when they laid me in that tomb, I had everything that could be wrong with a human body wrong with me. He said, I had one of those right there on me. <laughs> right there, he says, was that not yours? And when he said that, I said, oh, I'm healed. That's it. He said, well, 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 let me finish. He said, when I got up, it was gone. He said, it wouldn't have looked right for me staggering around Jerusalem those 40 days with a piece of cauliflower growing on the side of my chest, you know. He said, it was gone. He said, that might have well been yours. And I said, I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm done. It's over. I'm done. I'm healed. Why? I got his word. He said, that's what I learned. He said, what do you want it to do? I want it to leave. Then tell it. You heard me say, tell it. That's my word. Tell it. So Donna went to the jail. And we'd, we'd, we'd sweat like we'd been swimming, you know. And the first, the first time I went, you know, we had a Band-Aid on it. And you could feel it through both T-shirt and shirt. And I had one of the, one of the regular brothers. He was there, you know, a lot, you know. And I can't think of his name. I can see his face. Uh, I said, come here, stand up, brother, stand up. I said, you my brother. I took his big old nasty finger, and I said, feel right here. He goes, what is that? I said, well, it looks like cauliflower going out in my chest. I said, I don't know what it is, don't want to know, but it's gone in Jesus' name. He goes, amen, amen, brother, amen. Next week, I said, give me a finger. He goes, oh, it's smaller. And I said, you better believe it's smaller. So what I had the whole group believing. About, I don't know, a week or three later, he said, next time I'm coming, he's like this with his finger. Let me see, let me see, let me see. And, and, and it's gone, brother. And you can't even tell where it was. You can't even see where it was. Now, now, what did I just tell you? I told you how the Word of God works. See, th- this is what the Lord told me. This name of my sermon, Voice Activated Promises. They're activated by your voice and no other way. There's no other way to get God's promises working in your life but to speak them. Don't think they're going to fall out and hit you in the head like a hammer. You will have to speak the word of God for it to work in your life. My God. My God. The Bible says if you had faith like a mustard seed, you'd speak. I've heard people so many times to my life, we got the faith. Oh, we have faith. Well, what are you saying then? Because if you've got faith, it will drive you uncontrollably to speak something. It will come out of you like a river of living water. If you have faith, if you have faith, it will come blasting out of you. You can't help it. I didn't say you can't help it. You can't help it. You can't help it. It's coming out of you. It's coming out of you. It's coming out of you. See, speaking against your obstacle, speaking against your problem, that's God's solution. That's the way he set it up. Now, church, a bunch of churches, say that they, they, don't, they, don't, they, don't, they don't tell you that. This world won't tell you that. CNN News won't tell you that. 
But God's solution to any problem is to speak it, speak against it, to speak against it, to come against it with your mouth, to tell it what you want it to do. I'm telling you, folks, I'm telling you, we've left a lot of money on the table with this right here. The Lord has been speaking this to me. My son standing up here today is the very reason last year I got these three pictures of my boys, and I sit there, and the Lord says, what do you want them boys to do? And I started telling him. He said, well, quit asking me. Quit asking me and tell him. Speak to them pictures and tell them what you want them to do. Well, I get right in front of him, sometimes crying like a baby. And I said, now, this one right here, this is going to sing your praises. He cannot wait to get right in the middle of what you've called him to do. Right now, wherever he is, it's getting him what he's... And I'm, I ain't asking God for nothing. I ain't asking God one thing. I'm telling the devils to get away from my kids that the clarity of thought... My children are taught of the Lord, and great shall be the cheap the peace of my children. And I ain't, I ain't asking God for nothing, but I am taking what He said, and I'm swinging it. I'm swinging it at that devil. I'm, I'm just like Jesus when He spoke to him with them hollow eyes and that pale, trembly voice. I believe He was about to die from starvation. He was because see what you don't realize He went to be tempted for every one of us. The Holy Spirit led him to the wilderness to be tempted. Otherwise, he'd go, nah, I ain't going out there, dog. I ain't going out there. The devil's out there. I ain't going to lead me not. He prayed. Every day he asks us to pray, lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But that day, he said, no, you've got to go out there, and you're going to be tempted, and you're going to do it for every person that's coming behind you. And just by him defeating Satan with his words, you did it too because you were in him. And that's another sermon for another day. But you were in him. You were in him. So, Jesus, how did you know my ankle was hurting? Because <laughs> I'm in you, brother. <laughs> I'm in you. I know, I know when your ankle's hurting. <laughs> I said, wow, it ain't your feet, right? Yes, sir. No, sir, it's not my feet. You're right. It ain't my feet, Richard. It's one ankle. And if you talk to that one ankle, that one ankle will quit hurting you. Otherwise, you're going to talk to your feet, and both feet are going to hurt you. Then your pretty little wife's going to walk, and that guy that does the gardening over is going to make eyes at her when she's walking. Ah, no, I don't believe so. I don't think that's going to happen. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. Not on my watch, my God, not on my watch. It's not going to happen. See, we're in a war for territory and dominance. You might think life is just a... A party, you know, that we're just going to go to church and hear a little bit of the Word of God and hopefully they'll sing a song I like. No, you're in a war for territory and dominance, and you're the prize. Not so much you, but what's in you is the, is the prize. My God, that's powerful. See, this sitting for the weak or faint of heart. And the Lord kind of showed me, he said, when you say that, man, you got, you got, to, you got to clarify something. Because there's a lot of little old sweet ladies, little calm, timid people that say, I'm not a fighter. Well, you may not be on the outside, but you are a fighter. The Lord, th- Lord told me, he said, he said you, you, you tell them that their spiritual DNA comes from the lion of the tribe of Judah. My God, that's your spiritual DNA. And you come from the root of David, that's what he said. A crazy, the words he told me, a crazy young man that runs at a giant with a rock. You come from that spiritual DNA. He's telling me this. Then, then we get the word search out. When I write a sermon, I'm getting better at this. I throw stuff at a page for a day or three. Then we got to go back and see if it's even true. I, I don't mean that wrong. I, it's the way I hear this voice. I hear his voice. And 
he, he laughs and jokes and messes with me and makes fun of me. We have a good time. We have a good time. But then when I'm writing a sermon, I say, I can't get up here and say something crazy, Lord, because there's any, that's more people than me and you, you know. And, and then he showed me, Psalms 28.1 says, the righteous is bold as a lion. Straight up, Don. <laughs> the righteous is bold as a lion. Well, it may not be your nature. Well, let's get another nature. Just like the old boys are in trouble. You was born this way. Well, let's get born again. You know, whatever that costs to say that. Let's get born again. If you was born wrong, let's get born again. Put your stupid rainbows in the closet and get born again. Because male and female made him he. He said that. So get the devil out your business. He's stealing from you. He's stealing from your generations. The seed that are in you is never supposed to be in the earth while you fooling around with the same sex. Get that devil behind you. Start speaking God's word and get born again and watch the blessings of God flow in your life. That goes out to the interweb if anybody's interested in hearing that. My God. Okay. You are born from the line, the tribe of Judah. And see, somebody lying, he may not be the loudest. He may not be the strongest. I watched no show where a giraffe just whooped a lion. Kicked him so bad, Richard kicked him so hard. I went, ooh, I said, oh, he's trying to bite that neck on that giraffe. But he's still a lion. <laughs> and when he walks through that jungle, you want some of this? <laughs> you, want, you want some of this? That's a line. And the righteousness, the Word of God says, is bold as a line. Homework, I don't feel righteous and I don't feel bold. Get in a mirror every morning and say, your word says I'm righteous. And your word says I'm bold as a lion. And I dare you to go, by faith in a mirror. Yeah, you might get laughed at. It'll change the insides of you. It'll change. This is where we're going this morning. I dare you, I double dog dare you, by faith to growl in a mirror. And watch the the boldness and the righteousness of God come on you. And you'll find yourself in the supermarket pre- preaching in tongues to somebody. My God, it's the way it works. It's the way it works. All right. Matthew eleven twelve says, Until now the kingdom of God suffers violence. Now that word suffer means allow. Remember women's suffrage and wanting to vote. The kingdom of God has room for violence. It allows for violence. In other words, I don't know if you realize it, but God can be a very violent God. He can. He can destroy the whole earth. He can destroy the whole earth. He can be a very violent God. We don't want on his wrong side, and we're not, because mercy and grace that we're under now keeps him from doing things that would take the breath out of you. And one day he will. But at this point, we're under grace. We're under mercy. But the kingdom of God allows for violence, and the violent take it by force. See, this is what I learned about the Lord showed me this. Satan only, write this down, Satan only respects spiritual power. He don't respect a strong will. You think he does. I'll just not do that, or I'll just, I'll just refrain from doing that. No. He only respects spiritual power. He will not respond to anything but spiritual power. That's him. See, the, the enemies of your soul are so violent. They're revengeful and they're vindictive, okay? In other words, who would do something to a tiny, helpless baby? That's what kind of demonic fools we're working with. And you're smarter than every one of them. If you, if you have the Spirit of God inside you, you're smarter than every one of them. Every one of them. Every one of them. Psalms 8, 2. Out of the mouth of babes. Now, out of the mouth of, out of the mouth of. That's 
that's referring to speaking, if, if, unless I'm reading my Bible wrong, out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants, you've ordained strength. The Bible says you've perfected praise. Ordained strength and perfected praise. In other words, as you, as you, as you, as you worship, we did it this morning, you remind the devil and the demons how they messed up so bad. They can't stand it. They can't stand it. They can't stand to be around. They can't stand to be around anybody worshiping God because it reminds how stupid they were. And see, out of the mouth of newborns, are you born again this morning? Are you are you are you born again this morning? Then you an infant. You're young this morning. You're you're young, and 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 the ones that worship that are drawing and they're pulling nursing infants that are pulling words out of God's mouth out of inquiring of the Lord, spending time with him, and getting him to speak revelation knowledge to you, those are the ones that will stop and steal the enemy. It says it will stop the revengeful. You will silence the enemy. See, this is what the Lord showed me. You know, we ain't been around that long. I know I'm 57. I'm not talking about that. Mankind as a whole has not been around that long. If you look back, Adam would be 6,000 or so years, something like that. I don't know how old really. But if you look at these demons and these devils, they have been around for eons. You, you, as you think about what it took to get, uh, if you look back in Genesis, we're not going to go there much, it says the sons of God came into the daughters of men. What that means is fallen angels came in and had children with, 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 with mankind, and that's where the giants came from. And then here comes David running at one of those giants named what? What's his name? Goliath. He, he, he's about the size of a basketball goal. I mean, come on now. And I always thought it was funny, I have to say it, giant guys are kind of cool, but giant women, dude, that's, that's bogus right there. <laughs> I, just, I, just, I, just, I said that last time I talked about giants. But the, but the, but the Anaks, A-N-A-K, Anakins, the, the Anaks were in the promised land. And it was just like, you got my spot, dude. I know you're big. And you've been around. What's driving you is very old. That demon that's in that giant is very old. And I'm not that young. And I would never whoop you on my own. But with my God's word, there's nothing that can stand before me. Do you see how this works? Did God know they were giants in the promised land? I believe he did. I believe he did. Now, that kind of shows you how he is. I often wonder, why didn't God stomp the giants like a bug? I often wondered, why didn't God just, just really take Pharaoh, you remember Pharaoh doing all that bad stuff to children, and just reach down, just pinch his head and pop it like a zit? I often wonder, why couldn't he do that? Because of his word. Because of his word. He gave the earth to Adam. He gave the earth to Adam. Adam gave the earth to Satan in the Garden of Eden. And the earth did no longer belong to God. Again, he has the power, but he didn't have the authority. And the only way you'll get authority in this earth is using God's word, using God's word as a sword. All right, let's keep going. The fight's always been over territory, land, dirt. All right? Now, it's what the Lord said. I wrote it down. Don't forget. You can't forget. You're dirt-based. You're dirt-based. If somebody calls you a dirt bag, don't get so mad about that because there's a little truth in that. You are a big bag of dirt. You're a big bag of dirt. What are you looking at me so funny for? Now, Father God reached down in the soil. He formed Adam's flesh out of the dust of the earth. Out of the dust of the earth, he formed his flesh. Think about this. Even your blood, the core, C-O-R-E, the core of who you are is iron-based. Think about this. This planet has an iron core in it. Yeah, for you to dominate and, and rule and reign in this earth, you must be made out of what it's made out of. 
and you are. Now, that's just your container. That's just your earth suit. That's just what gives you the right and legal right to walk around in this place and speak. That's what gives you the right. If you've got a birth certificate, you've got a legal right. Remember when Jesus was raised from the dead, he didn't have a cauliflower growing out of his chest, like I said earlier, but he walked around for 40 days. He could do no miracle. Why? Because he didn't have a body. He didn't have a physical body, flesh and bone, iron, iron blood, and dirt-based flesh. He could not do no miracle. You look in there, the 40 days he walked around the earth, he did nothing but speak. He did nothing but speak. Again, I have the power. I just don't have the authority. The authority's been given to who? Me and you. And we're leaving money on the table, folks. Come on now. Think with me. Think with me. See, the Lord made it real simple. Whatever you're exposed to, the, the, the dirt, if you will, the soil that is you, whatever you're exposed to, guess what? You're going to produce and reproduce it. Whatever you've hidden in your treasure, whatever treasure you've hidden in the soil of who you are, you will you will re- reproduce and produce that. That's what this whole fight is about. Unfortunately, most people's hearts full of weird stuff, you know, sickness, disease, unbelief, doubt. They got a whole bunch of stuff growing inside of them that they don't that they don't need. So much so that the seeds that they that they that they've let come up is now dropping more seeds, and you got seeds on seeds on seeds. And and and, and Lord told me this. He said you 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 you. you you, 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 you land sick. It, it just produces it just produces bad stuff all the time. And he said, "But I tell him, man, I got a, I got a solution for this. If my people, come on now, will humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, pray, he's I'll heal that land. He's I'll heal that land." He said, "And I'll and I'll, I'll I'll help them get rid of the weeds that's in their in in their, in their heart." That's what he said. He said he said, uh, "Whatever." It's planted in your field. Is, 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 man, I wish it wasn't true, really, for a lot of people. But whatever's planted in your field is coming out your mouth. I'm just telling you it is. I don't mean to be, be negative. But, but, but whatever's planted in that field is coming out your mouth, the fruit of your lips. And much as I hate to be the bearer of bad news for some folks, you're going to eat that fruit. And, and, you know, and it's going to make you sick. I'm sorry. It's just it's just this. Uh, it shouldn't, but it, but it, but it does. So he made it simple for us. Matthew twelve thirty four. Remember that's easier. One, two, three, four. Matthew twelve thirty four says, Out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So whatever your field, whatever your heart, whatever the dirt's full of is coming out your mouth. So whatever you get growing in your heart, it's very important what you get growing in your heart, because it's coming out your mouth. It's coming out your mouth. Look, I want to just touch on this just a little bit. James chapter three talks about the tongue. And this is something Vanessa and I was discussing yesterday. I, and I ask the Lord some things. You, you, you hear a lot of uh, you, hear, you, hear, you hear a lot of uh, conversations along this line right here. It's like, well, you know, if uh, God would have healed so and so, because I, I just can't. It's just hard to imagine th- this person was such a such a good person, such a such a upstanding church member. And if he didn't heal so and so, so and so, well, you know, I don't even know who so and so, so and so is. But there's, I think everybody's got one of these questions here. But if you look at if you, if, you, if you look at uh, James uh, chapter 3 and verse 5 and 6, it says, see, it talks about the tongue. It says, see how great a forest a little flame kindles, all right? Forest fire. Just a little strike of a match. The Lord's showing me this. He said a lot of people, 
if you think of a big big old forest fire, it just took a little bit of kindling, just a little bit, just just a little bit of something to to to, to get that thing going. And usually, most forest fires, uh, what I've read or what I've heard, trying to make a campfire, you know. In other words, they, they, they knew what they were doing at, at first, you know, and then, of course, what happens, it, is, it, is, it escapes, it gets out of hand. And after a thousand acres are burned, you don't see the kindling. It's gone. It's burnt, burnt down with everybody's trailers. You know, it's burnt. It's gone, you know. But at the same time, that kindling did it. And I believe just like we talked about what Jesse Duplantis said, the Lord said a lot of people up here in heaven before their time, but because of what they said, it's kindling. It's kindling. They saying stuff. They saying stuff they shouldn't. But we're not going to talk about the negative. I've heard so many sermons about words of your mouth where you just get beat up and you're afraid to speak. You know, it's like oh, I ain't going to say nothing. You know, <laughs> I ain't going to say a thing. You know. But no, no. What you want to do is we, we we're doing it in our own family. You want to speak healing, and you want that healing to catch fire, and you want it to jump the campfire, and you want it to burn the trailer down. And and and, and yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm healed. I'm born again and healed. And I have I have a healing right. Lord has had me saying things in my family. Not one cell of cancer. I'll just say it out loud. Not one cell of cancer. Not one cell of cancer. Not one germ. He's he's got me in Vanessa saying not one spore of mildew in our house. I found in Deuteronomy chapter twenty eight and verse twenty he said I wouldn't get any mildew because that's a curse and I'm not under no curse. You say, man, you're crazy. Well, see, I think you're crazy for putting up with mildew when you know the Word of God says that you don't have to, okay? So I think you're stupid. Well, then I might think you're not so smart either. If you see these promises and you don't take advantage of them, it's just like you're trying to hammer a nail with your bare hand. Come on, wake up. Quit being stupid. I'm not the stupid one. I'm not the crazy one out there in Internet land. I found out what my God said over me, and I'm going to apply it, and if it don't work and I get to heaven before I should, I'm going to say, what did I do wrong? That's the, that, now that's, that's the attitude right there. He can work with that because I'm going to be violent toward the devil. I'm going to be violent and I'm going to snatch out of his hand what he's trying to take from me. And I can't do it on my own, but I can do it by just repeating after my heavenly father. That's, that's it right there. That's it right there. I'm about through. So look at here. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Who's heard that? And Lord said, hey, who's heard of John 3.16? Who's heard of it? Lisa, wave your hand at me if you heard of John 3.16. Most of you could quote it. Is it true? And do you believe it? All right. John 3.16 is true, correct? We're going to hang our hat on it. We're going to hang our life on it, right? We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna, we're gonna believe it and walk in it. Well, if John 3.16 is true, so is Proverbs 18.21. I mean, you know, if the Word of God's true, it's true, or either it's not. It's either true or it's not. I know it's true. I let every man be a lie. God is not a man. If he if he said the sky was purple, it, it had to turn purple. That's why he has to watch what he says, because he's got power in his mouth. All right, we're about done. I want you to learn something this morning, though. I want you to take this and, and, and go out into the world and take back from the devil what he's stolen from you. You don't, you don't have to fight, swallow, and holler, and carry on, but you do have to plant the right things inside of you and speak. That's all you got to do. It's simple. It ain't hard, but, boy, he'll make it hard. He'll make it hard if you let him. You just got to spend enough time with the Lord to where he says some things to you, either either about your ankle or about or, or about 1 Peter 2.24, which is written down. You say, well, I don't hear his voice like you, Matt. You can if you want to. And if you can't hear his voice, read his word. Everything he's ever said in this word applies to what we're doing. I learned from Keith Moore this year, and I should have already known this, but there's 20, there's 20 cases of healing in the Bible. 
right, in the, in the New Testament, in the, in the Gospels, there's 20 cases of healing that's documented. And, and Keith Moore says that every case covers every problem. There's nothing left out, and there's nothing duplicated. Every case, everything you would ever need to know about healing is captured in those 20 stories, those 20 recordings. You see that? See how that works? It was, why did the Holy Spirit record this one? To show you that if you speak the word, you know, even, remember, the, I learned the one with the issue of what she said within herself. I never saw that. She said within herself, if I may touch his garment. You can say within yourself that, my God, I'm healed. I'm healed. Just under my breath. I'm healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. See, you see, little things like that, he put them in there for you to win. For you to win. All right. So, if John 3.16 is true, so is Proverbs 18.21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Take the word power, P-O-W-E-R. I learned this from my wife yesterday. It's the Hebrew word Y-A-D, yod or yad. I don't know how you want to say that. Yod or yad, Y-A-D. And that means hand. Come on now. Oh, that's good right there. The power, the power that's in your tongue refers to a hand. And what that, what that, what that's referring to is ability you ability you have to reach out and grab something with your tongue, with your hand. Let's just say it this way: with your hands in your pockets. See, not striving, not working, not not working your fingers to the bone. Now put your hands in your pockets and use the tongue, use the hand that's in your mouth. Come on now, this is good stuff right there, folks. Come on now, y'all looking at me like I fell off something. Come on now. You have a hand. You have a hand in your mouth. You, 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 you have an ability inside your mouth to reach out and grab something with your hands in your pockets. We ain't talking about working. We're, we're talking about planting now. We're, we're talking about putting, putting time in up front and understanding what his will is for you and sowing the seeds of what he said inside the field that's in your heart, getting those treasures in your heart so abundantly that what do they do? Come out your mouth. Now that mouth's going to grab a hold of something. That tongue's got a hand hooked to the end of it. Ah, that's that's good news right there. That's good news right there. That's good news right there. See, a field is known by its trees, and a tree is known by its fruit. See, this is what the Lord showed me. He says, He says, lend me a hand. And he ain't talking about this hand. Put them hands in your pockets. Put them hands in your pockets. But lend me a hand. That hand is right below your nose. Ah. If I heard him say this, he said, Man, you tell him all hands on deck. We, we need everybody speaking the Word of God. We need everybody speaking the Word of God because that's the only thing that's going to change something. You're not going to change it with your programs. You're not going to change it with your free giveaways. You're not going to change it with your hot dog suppers. Yeah, but you're going to change it with the Word of God coming out of that hand. That hand that's under your tongue, that hand that's at the, at the end of your tongue, it's going to grab hold of whatever God has for you, and it's going to pull it into you. Man, that's awesome, ain't it? That's awesome right there. That's awesome. Touched my life. He said, this is what the Lord showed me. He said, hey, Tell them this, Matt. I'm going to tell you a secret. I'm going to tell you a secret. If you take what I'm talking to you, you'll get, you'll get richer off of this. He said, a lot of people, most people that I know, I hear him right now talking, are quick to give. And that's good. Free, free, free with their givings. They're, they're good. He said, and they're really, really super good givers. He said, you tell them that. He said, tell them, thank you for giving. That's the word of the Lord to you this morning. Thank you for giving. He said, if I could, if I could give you a grade on giving, I'd give you an A or a B. I mean, at the worst, maybe a C on some of you. He said, but most of you score very good in giving. He said, oh, but if I had to grade you on harvest, he said, you're not doing too good. 
You're not doing too good. See, the giving is the physical. The harvest is the spiritual. He said, tell them to take that hand that's in their mouth and reach out and use it as a sickle and pull in the harvest of what the fruit of what they've given. And, man, we've been doing this. My God. And look, he said, how do you do that? It's easy. Hey, devil, let me remind me something. First of all, let me tell you you're stupid again today. Turn loose of my stuff in Jesus' name. You, it ain't yours. Angels, would you do me a favor? You guys are so cool looking out for me and my family. Would you go get what God has for me and just bring it to me? See, my hands are in my pockets. I'd have two if I had a wireless mic. My hands are in my pockets. I ain't done nothing. I ain't, I ain't worked hard. I ain't cutting. I ain't took a known third job or nothing. Hey, you know, I gave all that money out of love because I love. Lord, had, I got so much out of Keith Morris. He said, Matt, give him a thousand bucks. I said, a thousand bucks? A <laughs> thousand bucks? Like I said, Vanessa comes home and said, Matt, I think we should give Keith Moore a thousand bucks. Okay. <laughs> okay. Now, that's above and beyond all we've ever, you know, that's nothing to do with tithing, which the Lord. His teachings changed my life last year. Thousand bucks. Give him a thousand bucks. Now, Lord says, call in your harvest on that, son. Come on now. Call in your harvest on that. Tell the devil to get his hands off of it. And tell the angels to bring it to you. And keep your hands in your pocket. And use that tongue as a sickle. And just tell it. Speak. Speak. Tell it what you want it to do. What do you want it to do? Has he already blessed you with all things that pertain to life and godliness? Has he done that? Has he already promised you 30, 60, 100 fold? Has he already promised you that? Did, did he promise that? If you're not having it, are you saying it or not? And what I've noticed, too, when, when we start doing this, when you need to say it the most, you'll feel less like saying it. And when you feel less like saying it, oh, it's going to poke a devil so hard. It's going to hit him right between the legs, I think. It's going to hurt him. It's going to hurt him. When you, when you don't feel like doing it, you're going you're gonna to hit him in a weak, tender area when you, when you do it out of faith. Because that's that faith. That faith's going to sling that promise harder when you, don't feel like, when you don't feel like seeing it, saying it. Yeah, you don't. See, Father God, when the children of Israel were, were getting away from Pharaoh, and they got out in the wilderness, and they finally come to the promised land. He took Moses up on a, on, a, on a mountain. He said, I'm giving you everything you can see. Ah, everything you can see. Now, did they see the giants from the top of that mountain? No, but they did sneak in there. The spies sneak in there, snuck in there, and, 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 and saw, saw those giants. But before they saw any giant, the Lord gave them everything they could see. Nothing has changed. What can you see? See, see, what, what, what has faith, what has faith showed you? See, what, what, what is, what is, what vision has faith given you that, that, that you can just see? I, this sounds silly. Don't laugh at me. This ain't, this ain't really for, for, for y'all to even know, but I'm going to say it. I have what I call uh, faith fantasies. I do, I do. I mean, just sitting there, it's like, man, I could just see, man. I used to really do it when I was in the jail, John. I could just see somebody come in and, 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 and like one eye's gone in their head and, and, and I start preaching and all of a sudden I lay my hands on them and that eye forms in that socket. I just, you see, you see what I'm talking That's called a faith fantasy. You know, this, you know, imagineering is what Disney talks about. You know, it's imagining what, what, what you can do with God's word coming out of your mouth and that, and that harvester, that or say international harvester that's, that's in your mouth. What can you do with that? What the, 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 the it's endless what you can do with that. It's endless. All right, last point, I'm out. One time I asked the Lord, I said, what's the most important thing to you? No, really, this is, this is a good question. I said, 
Because, you know, I want to be a part of that. Don, we, we've talked about this before. What, what, what is the most important thing? In other words, you know, like, a, like if I could give you a Christmas gift of, of, of something, I'm, I'm just, you know, trying to just asking questions, you know. And, and it wasn't what I thought it would be, but it makes a lot of sense. And he, and he told me what the most important thing to him, something that makes him more excited, something that touches him more than anything, is the word order, O-R-D-E-R. He, 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 he enjoys order more than he enjoys anything. I said, wait a minute now. I thought somebody being born again and coming to the truth. He goes, that's order. That's <laughs> what that is. That's order. Oh, I see what you're saying. Now, would you ever go, like, to a bathroom, you know, and you got to use our bathroom? And what is this? Out of order. Oh, no. <laughs> you know, I need, I need to find something else. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? You ever, you ever we hadn't done it in a long time. I remember trying to find a, trying to, trying to find a phone booth one time. I had to find a phone booth. I had to call somebody. The phone's out of order. That ain't working. Come on now. So if something's out of order, then God can't enjoy it like he wants to. You know what I'm talking about? And there's so many people's lives that are out of order. And as much as I hate to say it, so many people that call themselves Christians, that call themselves born-again believers, that are going to heaven today and may go, ahead, go to heaven early if they quit, quit, later if they quit talking bad about themselves and shooting themselves in the foot like I was doing. But, but they're missing out on the biggest important thing that would make God happy, and that's order in their life. That's order. Things in order, things, things, things operating like it should, things operating in the potential that he set it up for, things doing what he planned on them doing before the foundation of the world. Order. You can just look at his handiwork with the science and the, and the planets and how the clockwork of the, of the heavens, how everything is just perfect, how, how just the, the, the gravity is gravity, uh, no matter what you think about it. He's, he, he's precise, and he loves order. And, and I asked him one time, I said, why do you want to destroy the earth and start over? I said, because it's, it's not that bad. He goes, oh, you don't, you don't know what I can do, Matt. Then I watched that show. You watched that show. It's a pretty interesting show on, on a science channel, uh, Mysteries of the Abandoned. You ever seen that show? It's a pretty good show. They'll, 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 they'll take uh, structures that have been abandoned for, for 100 years. And there's so many scars on this earth. There's so many things on this earth that, that, the, that the devil uh, come up with. And that, that especially you find them Nazi uh, 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 submarine-making factories over there. That, that, that just, just horrible, horrible torture and, 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 and prisons and just... Man, she said, man, I'm going to burn this thing down and start over, and you're going to see what order is. You're going to see. You're going to see something. It's, gonna, it's coming one day. You know, people worried about global warming because I'm going to melt it. I'm going to melt it one day and start over, and I'm going to show everybody what order is. That, that's his heart. That's, that's, that's his. So if you, if you look, okay, so order is your, is your thing, you know. And he showed me Isaiah 44, 7. Who is I, it's like me, shall call it. Does that take a mouth to do that? Yeah, it does. Shall call it, declare it, and set it in order for me. That's Isaiah 44, 7. Yeah, all creation is waiting on us to do this. It is, all creation. See, I'm finishing up right here. Faith commits God. You can commit God with faith. You can speak his word, and it's just like he said it. You can commit God. You can control the very hand of God by taking what he said and saying it in this realm. He honors his word above his name. He honors what he said over who he is. See, here's something that I never thought about. It's true. The Holy Spirit, he can't move. He can't do anything unless faith words are spoken. Think about that. He's, He's waiting, man. He's waiting to do something. 
But he's got to hear God's voice. He's got to hear the voice of the Lord. He's got to. Remember, this is it. Y'all want to stand with me. God's promises are not bound by matter. They're not limited by time. Boy, that's something right there. Faith will create a solution. It'll create. It's, it's a creative force. When you speak the word of God, you don't have to know how he's going to do it. You just got to know it needs being done. You see what I'm trying to say? Now, again, I have what I call faith fantasies, and I see how it could be done. But that's not up to us. It's not up to us to do anything but speak the end from the beginning based on what he said. You with me? You with me? Faith, this man, this way he told me right here, faith will feed, it'll stoke an appetite for impossible. <laughs> it's like, really? Faith will give you, hung- I mean, you'll be hungry for the impossible. It craves the improbable. And this last thing he said to me, he said, it would literally prop his feet up and rest on a seemingly unsolvable problem. Speak God's word and activate his promises. That's it. Father, we love you today. We thank you so much for your word. We thank you so much of how you love us and how you do everything for our good. And, Father, I pray that I was able to say the things you shared with me, and I pray that these words will not fall on deaf ears, Father, and that that the, that the power and the life that's in these words will fall on fertile soil and will start growing We'll start growing a harvest that will change a generation. In Jesus' name, amen. Love y'all. Thank y'all so much.